1: you're listening to the Tamariano show here at israelnewstalkradio.com and for those of you who are avid live listeners to the station you'll see that we are back on schedule Be- if you're outside of the if you're outside of the, of israel if you've already changed your clock 2 3 weeks ago israel has now gone and moved our clocks forward as well so we're all on the same time and the show is airing at its usual time if you are not living in israel And uh, today we're going to be talking about a lot of subjects. Ramadan, that is the uh, Muslim holiday. It has begun. What does it mean? We're going to discuss that. Also, depleted uranium. Another topic is a touch of silliness and other short news items. Also, the discount window. What's that all? And the biggest story, I think, is is global war needed for a Biden reelection? We're going to be talking about these topics on the show today. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben manachem He's a researcher, former lecturer at Ben gurion University. He has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, I should say 90 books, sorry. And, and I'm reading one of them right now, by the way, about the tribe of Levi. The Levites. Very interesting. Uh, and research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, who also is a Levite. You come from the tribe of Levi. And I guess that's what inspired you also to write a book about it.
0: <laughs> yes, matter of fact, it did.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, very interesting how people can trace their roots back, their family roots back thousands of years. Thousands of years. It's just amazing. All right, but we're going to get to new stories today. So let's start out with Ramadan. It has begun. It is a Muslim holiday. Tell our listeners about it.
0: Okay, first of all, uh, 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 just something to uh, uh, self-declaration, if you like. Uh, um, My total intention in talking about Ramadan is to be entirely respectful. So if I make any errors, the errors are mine. I apologize ahead of time. They're not intentional, and if anyone knows to correct me, I'm more than happy to be corrected. Um, I, I think Ramadan is a is a beautiful idea, and, and I think it's uh, one of the most um, beautiful parts of Islam. So I, I really do intend to be totally respectful. Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. Remind people who aren't familiar with this: the Christian calendar is entirely solar. The Hebrew calendar is both solar and and lunar, the Islamic calendar is entirely lunar. One of the meanings of that, on a practical side, is that uh, 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 the various Muslim months are not synchronized with the Christian months. So Ramadan can, will come out one year will be in the summer, one year will be in the spring, one year will be in the fall, whatever. It, it roams in that sense. So Ramadan is the ninth month it is a special month because, by tradition, this is a month in which the Quran was revealed to Muhammad. Um, it's a month of uh, daily fasting. In other words, they fast for a month—not the entire month—in that sense. They fast for a month during the day, from sunup to sun, uh, from sunup to sundown, and then they eat in the evening. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, but during the day, they do they do fast. Um, uh, the uh, period of time is devoted to, as I said, fasting, self-reflection, devotion. This is a time when you're supposed to be reflecting on both self-improvement and how you can improve your connection with God. Um, uh, It's broken by something which is called iftar, which is their evening meal, which is a meal which is essentially breakfast. It breaks the fast. in, in, in most places, I won't speak of every place. I just imagine that every venue has various dishes. But in any case, it's traditional wherever you live, wherever the the Muslim lives, that they have special dishes that are that come from that particular geography. Um, I think this has great beauty. It's unfortunate, in my personal opinion, that some people of an extremist view use it also for other things but that's not the issue here
1: okay issue i want to interrupt you at
0: ramadan as a as a month of holiness and devotion to god
1: i i want to i want to interrupt you because i was just going to say that i said you forgot another custom that they have on ramadan and that is that the terrorists go out and murder jews so that's no, important that's not to exactly say, accurate. but it, no, but um, it is, it is accurate. That's what they do. Well, and, and Israel braces for it every year because they know, we know that this is the season that the terrorists especially go out and try to murder Jews. Well, this, first of all, it's not just Jews. It's they, 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 they these particular
0: elements that, uh, that engage in violence throughout Islam and Islam has them not only here, but in other places as well. We've seen it in the Philippines. We've seen it in in in, uh, in Malaysia. We've seen it in Thailand. Uh, Not in Thailand. So, uh, yes, Thailand. I'm sorry, in Southeast Asia. Um, uh, and other places. Uh, we've seen it in, even in, in India. So these extremists do exist. My, As I said, it's my personal opinion that this is most unfortunate because these people are taking something which is inherently holy and beautiful and they're using it for things that are not really holy and beautiful using it for things that i don't think muhammad would have liked it but okay that's my opinion
1: and i i'll just add here and i i'm not doing this to insult people i'm just giving historical fact that the christian church did it as well on christmas they would go out and kill jews and jews used to brace themselves and hide in their homes on christmas because they knew that at least this happened in in europe eastern europe etc that it was a time that many non-jews would go and kill jews okay go ahead
0: that aspect is still going on by the way okay in in, in europe that still occurs certainly in ukraine it still occurs okay the time of christmas is a time of danger for jews that live among christians um probably not in the united states i hope but in, in in many places uh and the time of ramadan is a place of some danger to jews that live among I did not uh, know that uh, they're mus- still
1: doing that that's interesting you say that and and people can go look it up okay so let's get okay. to the let's go to, to the the
0: depleted uranium
1: okay depleted uranium has been in the news
0: lately uh, 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 Britain has declared that it's been that it's going to send depleted uranium shells to Ukraine Russia has protested this let me describe first of all what is depleted uranium first of all as people might be aware, uranium basically I'm s- simplifying things like a little bit. Uranium has two isotopes, one of 235, which is a radioactive isotope, one is 238, which is a stable isotope. U U235 uranium235 exists in nature generally at about 0.7% of the existing uranium. It's a a very small portion of the entire uh, uranium. And the process of what's called uh, refining uranium is to raise the concentration of uranium 235 higher. So if we talk about weapons-grade uranium, that's where you have refined it to such a point where 90% of it is uh, U-235 and only Uh, uh, a small percentage that's left is U-238. Well, when you do that, when you remove the U-235 from the general population of uranium, first of all, you never remove it all. And what you have is depleted uranium. No, that's mostly uranium-238. There is still an element of radioactivity there. So, for instance, the uh, 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 Americans in, in their wars in Kosovo, in Bosnia, in Iraq, used uh, depleted uranium shells, and there have been enormous quantities of people who have become very, very ill from that. Uh, it, it poisons the ground. It poisons the um, uh, the surrounding areas. It's horribly, horribly polluting. Um, tens of thousands of babies have been born deformed because of it in these places. Um, Russia is, the, is is protesting the use of it. Russia has forsworn using depleted running shells. As far as we are aware, they have not used it anywhere. Um, America and Britain insisted they have a right to continue to use it, and I don't want to go too far in terms of um, uh, uh, expressing my opinion. I think that any kind of um, uh, uh, weapon system that has long-lasting effects is deleterious and should be against the law and should be, should be considered immoral, my own personal opinion. Um, that's the controversy that's, that is existing right now in terms of the Ukraine war about the usage of Ukraine, uh, depleted uranium shells. Why are they used? As uranium is extremely heavy and dense a cell of you of depleted uranium even if it's a relatively small size can penetrate armor very effectively so it's a very effective weapon hmm. but, uh, but unfortunately as i said it has long-term effects which are horrible
1: i i want to ask you a question it's off topic but we're going to a break now so this is the time for me to ask you i heard recently and i'd like to confirm it with you if uh they say that people who drive these new electric battery run cars are getting more radiation in them than if they were to stand by a microwave oven for I don't know how many years they said. But that it's it's very unhealthy to drive these cars because of the amount of uh, poison, radiation, et cetera, that they're getting in. So maybe you can answer that when we get back, because the music's unless you have a yes or no answer because the music's on
0: Uh, i have not seen any evidence of that
1: okay so maybe you can do some homework because i'd be curious to know and i'm sure that all the people who drive these electric cars would be curious to know as well we're going to be right back everybody don't go anywhere All right, we're back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are live if you're listening on Sunday between 4 to 5 p.m. Holy time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to... 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. That means that we are live and you can call in and comment or or ask a question on the topics that we're talking about. Our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. All right, so we have talked about Ramadan. We have talked about depleted uranium. Let's go now to A Touch of Silliness and Other Shorts. Okay,
0: Touch of Silliness. Uh, 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 A report was uh, issued, I believe, last week which is called the happiness report. I think it's some, some United Nations organization or something that does this. And Israel was declared to be the fourth happiest country in the world, which sounds great. That sounds very nice. Right. But I decided I was going to look at the three that came before us. These are in order, uh, Finland, Finland, Denmark, and Iceland. Yeah. Well, um, of those three, of those three, none of them have half the female fertility that Israel has. Israel's female fertility is now 32 uh, uh, for, for Jewish women, and these other countries have either 1.4 or 1.7. Um, they have a shorter life expectancy than, than Israel have. All of them do. Um, and GDP, uh, Israel is the second highest of the four, but uh, the uh, two of them are significantly lower than us, and one is about the same. So why are they happier than us? It's not exactly clear how this is determined to me, um, but generally speaking, female fertility. It, most analysts uh, 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 believe that's a question of optimism. So they're happy, but they're not optimistic. Is that the way it goes?
1: I guess. <laughs> Sounds strange. Okay, but... I think
0: that's pretty silly. But okay, that's. I just thought. I just thought it. We, we, we might like to look at that. It's, it's silly. This. Mm-hmm. In any I, case it's very I, I would say the that country that has the most
1: parking spaces and least traffic are the happiest places because it really ruins your life you know when you're <laughs> in just sitting in traffic all the time and there's never a place to park that's my the bane, bane of my existence go ahead
0: <laughs> well Israel's um, uh, um, uh, both Israel fertility and israel life expectancy and by the way, the IMF just last week declared Israel's per capita GDP to be 56,000, which is higher than almost every country throughout Europe and the Western world. Almost every country. One of the highest in the world. Okay. So, um, um, I don't know. It looks to me like we should be happy. Then I don't understand why no, we a country should be like happy, Finland yes. would be so happy, but okay. that's what they
1: decided. <sighs> okay. Anyway, let's
0: go to something a little bit more reasonable Yes, or a little yeah. more serious anyway. I don't know if it's reasonable. The, the, the head of the United Nations, uh, what's his name, Guitelmo or something like that? I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Me either. Go ahead. Um, I, 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 a couple of quotes and comments on his quotes. Okay. So he just said last week, I quote, humans are responsible for virtually all global heating over the past 200 years, unquote. No, not true. The world exited the Little Ice Age in 1850, which is the primary reason for global warming over the past 200 years. So it's, And that is certainly not, nothing to do with humans, whatever. Quote, the rate of temperature rise in the last half century is the highest in 2,000 years. No, there have been frequent peaks. The largest was in the 13th century and not in this past century. Quote, last one, A concentrations of carbon dioxide are the highest in at least 2 million years. No, that's not true. The peak towards the beginning of the previous millennium was higher. No, no, during the time of the Roman Empire, which, for instance, was why, it, uh, both because it was warmer and higher carbon dioxide. And by the way, carbon, higher carbon dioxide is a uh, uh, result of warming. Warming is not a result of higher carbon dioxide. One of the f- false that, that the, uh, in, the imitation journalists don't understand. Um, that was why, for instance, 2,000 years ago, They used to grow vineyards for wine in Britain, which does not which cannot happen today because it's too cold. So bad science does not excuse bad politics, but it can be useful
1: when one tries to control the media. You know, it it reminds me of how like the leftists, the globalists, I should say, in this case, you know, hate nationalism. And I, there was some video going around the social media where a guy was stopping these two, two girls and asking them, you know, if what they thought of the American flag or if they would wear it or fly it or something. And the girls just started to laugh like, Oh my God, I would never do that. And these are American youth and they've taught the American youth to hate themselves. If you're white, you should hate yourself, and if you love America, you should hate yourself because people are being brainwashed into only thinking of themselves today as global citizens instead of American or French or British or or Israeli or whatever it is. And here they're having people hate themselves because they're humans. That's what it sounds like, you know. Well, well but. But that's, that's
0: how you control people. Hate is one of the best control factors that has ever been discovered. I mean, we all anti Semitism somebody called Adolf Hitler. Right. Nazi Party. That's right. how they controlled people. They promoted different kinds of hate. hate. Mm-hmm. Different kinds for different purposes. We've seen that time and time again. Yep. And that's what's happening today across the United States with this so-called Black Lives Matter. Unless... Unless they decide to kill blacks, in which case black lives don't matter, and 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 all sorts of uh, antifa, which is supposedly anti-fascist, but they're the most fascist group in in America today. I mean, all of these things are 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 all dichotomies.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So one of the one of the interesting dichotomies, speaking of the of use of that word, is that all of these people that talk about these ridiculous bad sciences, for some reason. Don't talk about China building two new coal power fired power generation plants every week. China's carbon emissions today are double those of the United States. So that's just
1: for whatever his name is well, ahead of I'll of the I'll, un- I'll comment on that and say that China probably quadruples America today in production. What is made in America today? Very little. Everything's made in China. Everything is made in China. It's amazing.
0: Well, I wouldn't go quite that far. But yeah, okay, yeah.
1: You buy dishes made in China. You buy furniture made in China. Everything's made in China today.
0: Well, no, no, let's not quite go that far, but a lot of things are made in China. China is basically um, uh, the manufacturing hub of the world today. This yes. is true, or at least it was until the, until the, the COVID uh, debacle. Um, it's changing now. We're in a process of change. And this process of change is one of the reasons why we have worldwide inflation. Um, Everything right now in the economic model of the world, and I've said this innumerable times over over these past years, everything in the economic models are changing. Everything. And this is very, very complex. Nobody really understands this. We do not have economic models to... Understand what's going on in the economy today. And that will have its effects. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, The US, the the world monetary system, remember there's a difference between monetary, fiscal, economics. These are different concepts. Won't go into it right at the moment, but these concepts differ. Okay. So the world monetary system is based around the so called reserve currency, which is today the United States dollar. Um, I want to preface and say that uh, 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 the United States dollar is far from dead and far from dying, but it is certainly in trouble. And we're seeing more and more things occurring every week, literally every week, that damage the uh, hegemonic control of the dollar by the United States, of the world reserve currency. And we saw one of these today uh, recently with the uh, uh, um, uh, way that the Saudi family is now looking at China uh, after being repeatedly insulted by Biden. Um, it's not a wise thing to do to insult religious Arabs. It's just not smart. And certainly not diplomatic. So they're going to they're going to China. more and more countries today, there has now been a consensus, published consensus between Russia, China, Iran, and many other countries throughout Latin America and Africa that their major reserve currency for trade will be the yuan and not the U.S. dollar. It doesn't mean they won't use the U.S. dollar, but their preference will be to move towards the yuan in every instance possible. That is bad for the dollar. Um, I've been mentioning over the last few months, as a matter of fact, about eight months, uh, about gold. And I just want to, uh, uh, um, people to note that in these eight months, it has written about, risen about 50%, which is a phenomenal investment. Um, so anybody that, um, uh, follows me and follows some of the things that I said, perhaps has made some money here on that, um. Finding metals is hard. There's something called Archie's Rule. If anybody is interested in gold in terms of mining companies, as I've mentioned before, I look at bullion. I don't look at the miners. But that's a question of preference of my own. There was a gentleman by the name of Archie Bell. who was a VP of exploration for a mining company called Miranda. And he had something called Archie's Rule. Again, I won't spend the time to... Explain it, but it's a good rule and it can be applied to gold, silver, copper, any commodity metal. Anyone who's interested in looking at that, I advise them to look at it, look at look up what is Archie's rule. It will be helpful to them. According to the. US Energy secretary, somebody named name of Jennifer Granholm.
1: Okay, hang on right there. We have to take a break. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. we're back here at the Tamar Yonah show on israelnewstalkradio.com and we are talking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem and we are going to be speaking now about the discount window what pray tell us that
0: okay look banks are supposed to be boring i mean that, that, that's sort of a, a, a almost an axiom of, of of western of western life so uh, 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 the Traditionally, historically, the Federal Reserve has something that they call the discount window. Sometimes they open it, sometimes they don't. Generally, when banks are having liquidity difficulties, they open the discount window and a bank or banks can go there to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. And the banks, of course, get a better rate than you and I would get. But okay, that's that's life. So that's what the discount window physically is. Why it's called a window, I don't know, but. That's the name of it. And uh, um, uh, what's happening in banking today over these past few weeks, um, and people are aware of what's going on, there was a business with uh, uh, Silvergate and then Silicon, Va- Silicon Valley Bank and then uh, a, a, a Signature Bank and First Republic for American banks that collapsed. And then there was uh, Credit Suisse, the, the second largest, swiss bank that collapsed now deutsche bank is apparently on the verge of yeah, I heard uh, uh significant difficulties we don't know if it's going to actually collapse or not um etc etc basically there's an issue of interest rates mismatch where the interest rate that a person can get at a bank is less than what a person can get in other places Therefore, people are withdrawing money from banks, which I applaud, of course, as everyone knows. And this is causing banks across the globe to feel generally nauseous. So financial warfare is uh, uh, one of the major tools of American diplomacy over the past several years. Financial warfare is becoming increasingly complex. it's used as a versatile strategic instrument of statecraft for all sorts of various things. For instance, the, the 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 sanctions of the United States against Iran, the sanctions that the United States is attempting and failing to promote against Russia over this past year, etc. Um, etc. Et it's a, again, it's financial warfare rather than what's called kinetic warfare. We have to understand what this what these two statements means. When on one hand I talked about the the discount window, on the other hand, I talk about financial warfare. Why am I connecting them? Well, what happens is we're seeing now rampant inflation throughout the Western world, beginning with the United States, but not ending there. So the Federal Reserve raises rates to try to halt inflation or, or dampen inflation. In parallel, they open the discount window, and they have over the past few Uh, 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 A few weeks, lent out some $300 billion. That's adding liquidity into the markets, which means that they're adding fuel to the fire of inflation. So they're fighting with themselves. That's what the discount window means to the common person today. Anytime they see a report that so-and-so has gone to the discount window, that means that the Federal Reserve has enhanced inflation, has caused inflation to rise or to tend towards rising. Um, just to give a a, 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 a a general idea of this, of what this means, the week when Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, or pr- actually the, the following week when it collapsed, the, the, the discount window lent out 153 billion dollars. The week before that, it lent out 4 billion dollars. So we're seeing a tremendous uh, uh, flow of liquidity into the market, which is inflationary, while they're trying to dampen inflation by raising interest rates. An inherent dichotomy, there is no clear solution to this. If, I would almost say, uh, 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 heaven forbid, If there is a global uh, uh, um, energy crisis of some sort, in other words, if there is something that happens in the oil and gas market in the coming uh, uh, short period of time, everything the Fed has done towards dampening inflation will be canceled out entirely and inflation will skyrocket as we've never seen before. because. The markets right now are extraordinarily fragile. And people need to be taking this into account. People need to be giving these things a great deal of thought. If giants like Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank can catch this contagion throughout the markets, anybody can. These are giant banks. These are the equivalent of, if we talk about the United States of Wells Fargo and, and 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 Bank of America. These are the the giants in the world in world banking. Not the only ones of course, there are many, but these are giant banks and they theoretically should be too big to fail, but they aren't. They're failing. And people need to be aware of this.
1: All right, let's go on to the last
0: subject for today.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> After something like that, all right. <laughs> but you see um, but, but you see I I am of the lean because I don't know, but I'm I'm leaning towards thinking that this is 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 exactly what's gonna happen because I believe that th- that the global elites want to get rid of national currencies. They want to have a one world currency. They want to make it digital so they can c- control everybody and know exactly what they're buying, when they're buying it, et cetera, et cetera. And and they can shut you down easily. That's what I think. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Okay, let me react to that.
0: I, I, I agree with you that they desire to go towards digital currencies, and they will do that wherever and whenever possible. It's not so easy. These are things that are difficult to implement, but they are working on that. And I believe that that will happen probably before the end of 2023. We will begin Whoa. to see
1: No that I didn't uh, know central bank okay. digital
0: currencies before the end of 2023. I think.
1: Wow, that is close. That we're talking. Yes, it, yes, it is. We're we'll talking about ones. Yeah.
0: Okay, I think we'll begin to see them. Not the process won't be completed, of course, but that will be the start of the process. Hmm. However, I totally disagree with you on the uh, idea of one world currency. I don't think they even desire that. I don't think anybody wants that. Um. Okay. It's not a good idea, neither economically nor politically, nor even for the incentive of, of control and power. You have a lot more power when you have when you have a, 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 a distribution of currencies, and you can you can play one against the
1: other. Perhaps I'm not an economist. I don't know, but uh, okay, I'll accept what you're saying. I don't know. Go ahead. Okay
0: just my opinion.
1: I mean, I just see that you know, when people are talking and showing how China today is using their social credit system and their and they're talking now about making these 15-minute cities. I mean, it's I mean We've, we've seen this before in history where people weren't allowed to travel like in Russia all these Jewish stories of how you needed a permit to travel from one part of Russia to another part of Russia on the trains and and etc cetera, etc cetera. and if you were a Jew it was very hard to get these permits. There's a joke about that by the way but I, I won't share I won't share it now on, on the air but it's a very funny joke and, uh, and and so you know you can control people don't let them leave you're in a you're in a uh, out what do they call an outdoor prison? I forget what, forget what slang they're using today, but I I totally see this going in that direction. Again, I could be wrong. I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not a prophet. I don't know, but that's what I see. That's what I see. Uh, you know where we're going, but again, I could be wrong. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, as I said, I I don't think this is the direction. I think that they're looking in a different direction. Are they looking for digital to to use digital? Central bank digital currencies to control people. Absolutely correct. I totally believe, believe that. I t- I'm totally together with you on that. Uh, but I think these things are much more complex and much more difficult than a lot of people think. I think the advent of things like um, uh, uh, blockchain, uh, digital, currency, their digital currencies like uh, 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 Bitcoin, I think uh, uh, gold bullion, silver bullion, etc. All of these things are interfering with that, and they will continue to interfere. There are a lot of places and a lot of people that will not cooperate with that as people would want, but it might be that they'll control, let's say, 80% of the population and 20% of the population will be able to do other things. And then it's a question of how smart you are. Are you able to plan yourself well enough to be able to compete with this with this process
1: totally this possible process exists. i don't no disagree question. i don't i again i don't know enough about it but it sounds that sounds very possible. of course nothing's going to be so easy to do people are going to resist uh the question is can you override the people who are re- uh, resisting can you put them in jail can you set well, them we'll up yeah, whatever we'll see i mean it's, like, it's yeah. like a long
0: time we saw what happened in canada with truckers that's frightening uh, uh, Canada used to be a democracy. It certainly is not today.
1: Well, look at January 6th. People are being locked up there, and all they did was protest, which is an American right to be able to protest.
0: Oh, it's much worse than that. People have been locked up now for two years awaiting trial. Right. And that's which the is United States. Clearly America. against the Constitution.
1: And I will quote a former guest of mine, may she rest in peace, Shifra Hoffman, God bless her soul, who used to say. That the con people would say, well, we have a constitution, and she would always say, the constitution is only as strong as the people who are willing to go out and defend it. And I just love that because it is absolutely true. All right, go ahead.
0: Okay, let's go on to global war now. No No, I'm look I'm. Looking, I'm speaking in terms of global war. I'm, phr- I'm phrasing it not world war. World War One, World War Two were horrible events. Um. I believe we're in a process now of global war we are in global war today. however it is not always uh, kinetic warfare which is why I preface this with the uh, with the, this with discussion of of financial warfare but we are already I believe in a process of global war and I think global war is being intentionally promulgated by the American, present American administration. My okay. opinion, no one okay. needs to agree with me.
1: Okay. Let
0: me tell you what I, what has brought me to that thinking. Historically, about eight U.S. presidents have been reelected during wars. Um, and there are various ones, I mean, the, the, obviously the one that people mostly remember is, is Franklin Roosevelt, but there were many that happened before him. Um, uh, uh, who are Biden's large donors? Military-industrial complex, high-tech, and pharmaceuticals. All of these company types are interested in global war. All of these companies make phenomenal returns on their investments in a war footing. We've seen that with the military-industrial complex. Um, uh, uh, The amount of money that they've made from the Ukraine war already exceeds – we talked about this last week, I believe – Number is something like two hundred fifty billion dollars in one year, quarter of a trillion dollars, and that's not counting the high tech and the pharmaceuticals. Now, when I say high tech, I'm talking mostly about the companies that are like um, uh, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, Google, uh, Facebook, etc. Whereas these companies that their own technology may or may not be all that high tech but they are um, leveraging high-tech for their business. I mean, basically, Amazon is a logistics company, and it's a very smart one, but it uses high-tech very, very intelligently. All of these need war to flourish. A White House statement, quote, President Biden remains committed to working with the Congress to ensure that outdated authorizations for the use of military force are replaced with a narrow and specific framework more appropriate to protecting Americans from modern terrorist threats. Towards that end, the administration will ensure that Congress has a clear and thorough understanding of the effect of any such action and of the threats facing U.S. forces, personnel, and interests around the world. Close quote. Now, uh, America has a rule, uh, a law, uh, uh, also, I- I'm not... Pronouncing the name "monitoring" correctly, the authorization of military force, um, which they they uh, uh, abbreviate to some um, um, uh, something called U A U M F. Biden has already stated, or the Biden administration has already stated, that they want this law repealed because that's limit that limits his actions as commander in chief. That was the purpose of law. That was why it was written in the first place. Um, The whole idea behind the law, if you look at the American Constitution, again, I'm not a constitutional scholar, I'm not a legal scholar, but if you look at the Constitution, on the one hand, the president is declared the commander-in-chief of all armed forces Mm -hmm. in the United States. However, Congress has the budgets. Congress has the control of the monies, and that was part of the uh, and um, balance founders' concept of of, uh, of of balance, right? Of checks, checks and balances, and, balances. and, and, and brilliant, it was very well done. And so this law was passed, I think, in the nineties, if I'm not mistaken, to control some of the perceived excesses of some presidents. I don't remember exactly what year it was. Uh, it was uh, passed and it doesn't really matter right now. (coughs) Remember, basically, since the end of the Cold War and uh, uh, so-called peace benefits that Clinton described, the United States has been at constant war. The United States has not had one year, one entire year of non-war since the end of the Cold War, which is an amazing statement as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, um, what does this quote that I that I that I just read off from Biden really mean? He wants. Uh, uh, he's calling the the this AUMF outdated, and he says he wants to use something. It's an outdated authorization, and he wants something narrow and specific framework. I don't know what that really means. I don't think anybody does. And he's describing that he wants Congress to have, quote, a clear and thorough understanding of the effect of any such action and of the threats. Well, um, I don't think Biden has been um, enormously successful at explaining in, in clear and thorough understanding of anything that he's done to the Congress or to anybody else since he's been in office for the last two years, two and a quarter years. I think that his policies concerning the southern border of the United States, his policies concerning immigration, his policies concerning um, uh, import of uh, poisons, of drugs, his policies concerning uh, foreign policy, we thought, we've talked previously a little bit earlier about uh, his policies in the Middle East, uh, he's basically America has been almost totally thrown out of the Middle East. Uh, we've seen over the past few days. A series of attacks by Iranian uh, 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 Revolutionary Guards against American bases, and America has done basically nothing. I mean, they had a little bit of a uh, a a a display of uh, with, from their airplanes. So on you know, the Iranians uh, throw in a a drone which costs twenty thousand dollars, and America uh, counteracts that with a. Uh, 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 an airplane that costs $40,000 an hour to operate and each missile costs a half a million dollars. Somehow the economics of that don't quite fit suit me well. Um, So we have a circular pattern here in terms of logic, circular logic. Historically, when um, a country is in a situation of very high debt. The United States now has a debt of some $32 trillion. The only way to get out of that debt, to solve that debt, is war. Mm-hmm. Historically, when a country is in very bad position of inflation, very, very uh, uh, extreme inflation, the only way of, to solve that is war. Ru- Russia has been now using the yuan in... Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Very bad for U.S. hegemony. U.S. dollar is in a process of being weakened. Again, you like it, you don't like it. I'm talking about facts as I perceive them. It may very well be that the only way that Biden can be reelected, and by the way, most Democrats today believe that the best thing for the Democratic Party is another run of Biden against Trump, and Biden will beat Trump. And that sense, I happen to agree with him. I don't think Trump can win, regardless of who the who the, who the Democrats run. I,
1: I want to ask you something. You're talking about America having the interest of being in war because a lot of people make a lot of money from it, etc. And I'm I just heard a report this week that the U.S. military is not able to recruit because the majority of the people that they find are unfit to be in the military. And let's just look at this next generation and say there's not very many patriots and there's not that many people who are interested in making a career for themselves, going to the Army for a career, because a lot of them are just like sucking off the teat of the government and not working, so why should they... Even there's no motivation, so I, I don't. I just uh, would like you to address those questions or those facts. Yeah, factually,
0: factually you're, you're absolutely correct. First of all, um, uh, uh, the, the you know, officially there is a shortfall of some thirty some odd thousand um, uh, uh, people in terms of their recruitment go- goals. That's a large number. Let's give some numbers here that illustrate what, you, what we're talking about. At the time of the first Gulf War. The United States Army consisted of 850,000 men, uh, service service people, men and women. The United States Army today is 450,000, and it cost twice what it cost when they had 850,000. Those are very bad numbers. The United States Army is now about 450,000, as I said. The Russian Army is now about 1.5 million. Remember... The Russia, Russia in militarily, at least on the ground, not in terms of sea. We can discuss sea and air separately. These are three separate um, uh, ideas. Russia is definitely considered by the U.S. military to be a peer service, a peer uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, group in terms of their their uh, abilities. Um. Russian military budget is one tenth that of the United States. So for one tenth they have an army which is three times the size and as powerful at least as the American army for one tenth the cost. those are really bad numbers for the for the future of the United States
1: and, and then add to that that I I also heard that the United States only has enough weaponry and ammunition t- to sustain a war for up to two weeks or so. After that, they would run out or, or at least be low. Um, Did you hear that? The Russians are
0: manufacturing
1: ammunition
0: at a rate which suits their war in Ukraine, which means that they're manufacturing more than 60,000 rounds of artillery. The, the war in Ukraine is primarily an artillery battle. They're manufacturing more than sixty thousand rounds per day. The American, together with the Europeans, are not managing to manufacture one tenth of that. Six thousand per day. In other words, if they are to give that the Ukraine's Ukrainians, Ukrainian armed forces are asking, requesting six thousand rounds per day both mealy the uh the, the 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 chief of the general staff of america and what's his name the head of nato have told the uh, ukrainians that they can't that that's simply not available they don't exist that quantity doesn't exist america depending on who you believe has anywhere between one and two weeks of ammunition in their um, um in their uh supply uh system right now um and America's talking about going, war, going to war. If you listen to Lindsey Graham, who I think is a fool, personally, uh, he wants to go to war in Mexico. He wants to go to war with American troops in Ukraine. He wants to go to war uh, in China uh, over Taiwan. Why
1: in Mexico? Um, sorry? Why Mexico? Drugs. Well, isn't that more of a criminal police uh, matter and not a military matter? National military? Well, first of all, for over 140 years, America's primary
0: military um, uh, force was against the Mexican border. So historically, that's not the case. In terms of quantities, um, I think it's well beyond anything that any police force can handle. I think it's well beyond the the, ploy, the point where a, a police action of any kind can handle what's going on through the Mexican border. The drug issue, well, I should premise, preface this. Uh, uh, the drug issue, I, in, my, in my belief, is not a question of supply. It's a question of demand. As long as America, uh, the, the average American citizen views the, uh, the, the use of drugs as being something that's recreational, and something that 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 is done because people are um uh, 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 obsessed with their with their pleasure or whatever you want to call it then there's no solution military or police or otherwise but that's my personal opinion
1: and, and i i'll add to that that i would agree with i would agree with that, that 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 they would need probably an army and not just police but i would also say that I would imagine I could be wrong, uh, that the United States government somehow, somehow is making money off of this. You know, you got like you have dirty cops and you've got dirty government officials, but okay, let's let's just go on. Let's go on for I, I don't Move think on. there's any
0: doubt. Okay, let's return to where
1: you doubt. were before I okay. uh, I don't
0: think anybody would doubt that today. Okay. Um who exactly is making money we don't know, of course. Um somebody knows. We don't know. Um But I think that it's very obvious that even if, I don't know, just to say something exaggerated, even if the Biden family itself is not making money out of this, and I'm not accusing them, I'm saying, here's an example, um, uh, uh, clearly their donors are, clearly. The drug industry today, if I can use that word, is the largest economic industry in the United States. That is horrible to say. The largest industry is poison to kill people. So this is a major problem um, but it may very well be as I stated at the beginning of the se- of this of the section that the Biden administration views or will view and I'm not saying it's sort of accomplished because we don't have any declarations or anything of that may view or will or may uh, or may in the future view uh, uh, a, a war to be the best method of, of the Biden administration continuing for another four years.
1: That it, would be horrible. And that's also because people don't like to change horses in the middle of a race, right? Well, yes,
0: of course. I mean, mm-hmm. when, when okay. you have, when you have a, 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 situation of very bad, a situation which is very bad in terms of the entire nation, then you want stability. That's clear. That's normal.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Unless, so how do yeah.
0: The person, Promulgating that situation has done a lot to create it to begin with. That's where the question really arises here.
1: Okay. So how do you want to wrap up?
0: Well, again, I I, I, I can only request people. I mean, I I will be a a total chutzpah and say that I I, I try to view our uh, listeners as our friends uh, people that uh, are, are important to us, I humbly request, please look at things, please take care of your family, take care of what you're, what's going on around you, of your neighbors. This is a time, the world is in flux, a lot of flux, a lot of things are changing, and they'll continue to do that. This is a time for learning. Even people that don't may not particularly like looks, books, books, this is a time for learning.
1: All right. So we all have homework. <laughs> Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. I want to thank you for uh, coming on to the show today. And just to go over very quickly, we talked uh, today on the show about Ramadan. We talked about depleted uranium. We talked about... Uh, a touch of silliness and other shorts the discount window which was about boring banking but how it works and last is global war needed for biden to get reelected that is uh something very concerning but very logical it's a horrible subject yes but we've seen it throughout history yes we have and i want to remind people also to go again If you can find, I think it's on YouTube, the movie called Canadian Bacon. It'll exactly match to what we were talking about on this topic. And it's a funny movie with Alan Alda and Rhea Perlman and John Candy. I think it's a classic. It's called Canadian Bacon. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Tamar Yonah Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com.
0: If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page.
1: advertise with israel news talk radio and get your message out to people we'll build a personalized package for you contact advertising at israelnewstalkradio.com straight talk from israel
0: you're listening to israel news talk radio